Welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, your daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals when they're actually playing baseball games, which hasn't happened in a couple of days, but it happened last night. So here's your post-game recap for April 19th, 2022. The, the Kansas City Royals defeated the Minnesota Twins by a score of 4-3. to three. The Royals improve to a 4-5 and five record, while the Twins fall to 4-7. and seven. The winning pitcher is Amir Garrett, who has a 1-0 and o record and a 0 ERA so far. Holds credited to Jake Brents, his first. Colin Snyder, his first. Scott Barlow, his second. And Josh Stamont, with his second save of the season. The losing pitcher is Tyler Duffy, who now has a 0-2 and record and a 9.0 ERA on the season. So, once again, for like the thousandth time, it was a low-scoring game. You know, one of these days, we're going to get a game where we score more than three or four runs. Didn't happen today, but there was a chance... That it could have happened, and maybe it could have happened if uh, things just went a little bit differently, which is, you know, obviously a silly thing to say because, you know, lots of things would go differently if things just went differently, XD. Um, you know, I don't want to, like, come off as negative or anything because it's like, you, you know, talking about each game individually, it's like it, it has its – um. It just has its its pros and cons like that. You know, the pros are just that, you know, it, you, you can kind of shrug off a loss and say it's like, well, it's, you know, a loss isn't as bad as it might seem because it's just one game out of a 162. Meanwhile, the same could also kind of be said for a win where it's like, all right, we won, but it wasn't as great as you might think because it's, you know, one game out of 162. I mean, I will always take a win. I am always happy to see a win. So I'm definitely not trying to have a negative attitude or whatsoever. It's just that there are, there are some problems that are, kind of concerning moving forward and, and and some other problems that I think are very, very easily fixable and I think can be fixed tomorrow or rather, honestly, today and probably should. Um, so that's all good and fine. Um, where do I start? I guess I'll start with the pitching because I usually start with the pitching when I talk about this. Um, Carlos Hernandez took the mound today. He was our starter for today and I was, you know, hoping he would build off of the start that he had last time where it wasn't by any means a good start, but it was at least a usable start. It was like something you could kind of work with. It was 4.1 innings, four earned runs. You know, it wasn't great, but it it wasn't like a miserable start for him. It was just kind of like, it's like he just didn't have the best command, but at least understood that if he put the ball in play, he could get outs. And so it, that's kind of what he seemed to be doing, aside from, you know, giving up a, a couple of walks. So um, it wasn't like the worst start or anything. However, today, it was kind of like he had that same mentality where it's like, okay, I don't need to necessarily miss bats. I can just put the ball in play and good things can happen because we have an amazing defense all over the field, especially today um, for reasons. Anyway, uh, you know, I'll get into that. Of course, I'll talk about the lineup and the defense today. Um, however, this is not a game where I can say the same good that, that, that this was like a good thing. This was actually I would honestly say that this was like even though he gave up. The three earned runs as opposed to four, because he he pitched the same amount of innings, funny enough. 4.1 innings exactly, but 
You know, he, he only gave up three as opposed to four runs, which, and good thing, because three runs was all we could afford to give up today. It was just, it's not comforting to see a guy get hit so much. Like, like Brad Keller, you know, he obviously pitches to contact. He pitches for the sake of getting ground balls. He pitches for the sake of, you know, having a, a good defense around him. You know, there are, there are pitchers like that and very successful pitchers. Marcus Stroman does that, but also, Marcus Stroman and also even Brad Keller will miss bats every now and then. They will get swinging strikes. They will get strikeouts. Y- you know? And so far, Carlos Hernandez has not struck anybody out. I don't even know how many times he's gotten someone to... Oh, actually, sorry. He did get a strikeout in his first outing. Not tonight. He got a, a stri- one strikeout in his first outing. And, you know, Zach Greinke also can, can do this. He can, um, he pitches to contact and so far, you know, he's pitched what, 13 innings and he, 11 innings, sorry. And he's gotten one strikeout total. Here's the thing though. Okay. Here's the difference between Carlos Hernandez and Zach Greinke right now. When Zach Greinke gets hit or gives up hits or rather just gives up contact, it's very soft contact. Carlos Hernandez is not giving up soft contact. That's the difference, and that is a problem. And it could have very easily been a problem. Like, like right now, I would say that the Royals, even even though this game was a win, and you could kind of say this for the Tigers game a couple days ago as well, even though we're winning these games, we are not winning this game every single time. Like, we are not sustainably winning. Like, it was... um. What was it? Was that Chris Bubich who was pitching? Yeah, it would have been Chris Bubich last time when he gave up like six walks or something. And I said, we're not going to win every single game by giving up six walks, right? You know, not every team is going to let us get away with that. So, yeah, that was true back then. And this is kind of true for today where you're not going to win every single game by giving up hard contact like this, especially if we're not playing in Kauffman Stadium, because once again, for the second game in a row, we were saved by Kauffman Stadium. There was a there was something that could have been a two-run home run, and it would have been a two-run home run in almost every other stadium. It's a home run in 28 stadiums in the MLB. So, you know, look, again, a win is a win, and I will take a win, and I'm happy to see this. And, you know, putting the ball in play, it's a good thing when you play in Kauffman Stadium, right? But you can't be doing this every single time. And so, and right now for Carlos Hernandez, this is two in a row. This is both starts of his season where he's not getting anyone to chase. He's not getting any swings and misses. He's just all about just, just pitching the contact to the maximum, but to an incredibly unhealthy degree. Because, like I said, this is not like Zach Greinke where he's just getting soft grounders or something. He's getting shallow fly balls. This guy is giving up 100-mile-an-hour contact. All right? It's just it's just huge exit velo all over the place. You can't be doing this every time. It's a problem. And it really – it could have gotten very, very out of hand for, for Carlos. Fortunately, it didn't. We were able to keep things under control, and Kaufman was able to keep things under control. The cold Midwest April was April to was April to keep things under control. Yeah, it was April to keep things under control for tonight. But eh, it was it was not a very confidence-inducing start. So I I don't know about that. Carlos Hernandez, you know, we 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 won this game. 
but it was we we just can't be doing this every time we need to be seeing something better from from los next time around now there is something else i want to talk about with the pitching but i guess before i talk about that i kind of want to talk about something else i have mixed feelings about which would be the lineup and i will at least say this i'm happy that we got a different lineup today for, for the first time this season, we got a different lineup aside from just inserting Cam Gallagher into it. All right. We actually like, because Cam Gallagher did start tonight. He did start at catcher tonight. But beyond that, we finally got Nicky Lopez hitting at number two. Nicky Lopez is hitting at number two. You know, I know some people want to at number one. I know some people are like, no, no, Whit shouldn't be hitting number one. Whit Merrifield shouldn't be hitting number one. Okay, like I'm not going to die on this hill, but at the very least, Nicky Lopez hitting second, this is some kind of win. Thank God, it finally happened. And I think that this lineup, having Lopez at second, did kind of contribute to something. It did kind of contribute to a, to it, it really did contribute to a win because we had bases loaded, and then Nicky comes up and he takes a walk, which isn't at all a rare or unusual thing about him. He he just get he just draws a walk. He draws in. It wasn't literally the the game winning uh run because I. I think that there was something else that happened after the walk, so it wasn't like the go-ahead walk or anything. But still, this lineup, having Licky Lopez at second, immediately contributed to to runs on the board for the Royals. See how much better it is with this guy at, at, at the top of the lineup as opposed to the bottom. Thank God it finally happened. Plus, he had two hits. I mean, seriously. It's it's just such a no-brainer. It's so organic. We need him at the top, not the freaking bottom. Put Mondesi at the bottom. Um, Mondesi had a bad game. But anyway, but the thing that I'm mixed about with this lineup is, even though, you know, I am extremely happy that something changed and we got Nicky at the second, we have Witt Jr. at third. Bobby Witt Jr. hit third today, which, look... Again, I'm 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 happy that you did something different. And if this is a one game thing, then okay. You know, if if but but it has to be a one game thing though. Like this Okay, tonight's game or last night's game rather was just proof that you cannot keep Witt Jr. at the top of the lineup. I'm sorry. I want him to be like it, like there is a part of me that really wants him to be at the li- I want him to be the three hitter for this team. I really do. And maybe that will happen. I think that will happen someday. But that day is not today. Witt Jr., you cannot look. I, I, again, I know I'm not. I'm not pressing some sort of sort of some some kind of panic button on Witt Jr. I'm not saying he needs to go to Omaha. I'm not saying he needs to blah, 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 whatever. Okay, but you can't just put him at number three because you think he'll be the number three hitter eventually or something. When will that be? All right, first first of all, when is Witt Jr. going to be, you know, the best hitter on this team? Is it going to be in two years? Is it going to be later on in the season? Who knows? But it's not today. So don't put him at, the, at number three today. That doesn't make any sense. It really just doesn't. I don't know why you would do that. I've been saying, put him at number five. 
All right, keep Benintendi at three or, or and Salvi at four or swap those two around. It's not a big deal, but don't have Bobby Wood Jr. at freaking number three. That's just dumb. And today, it really screwed things up. This was just the the game where it shows that, all right, number, not only should Mickey be at the top of the lineup as opposed to the bottom, but Witt Jr. cannot be this high up on the lineup because he was at bat, at, at the plate, with the bases loaded, one out, and he grounds into a double play. He grounds into a freaking double play with the bases loaded and one out. All right, like, prime, perfect, peak opportunity to do something there, and he doesn't get it done. I know the exit Vila was like 105 on this thing. I know, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that Witt Jr. sucks or anything like that. I'm not even really, I'm not even necessarily mad at him. I'm not even like disappointed that, you know, he's struggling because I've expected this. I'm okay with this. I will tolerate Witt Jr. struggling, but you, we, we can handle this a little bit better. All right. It's one thing for him to be struggling because, you know, he's just a new player. It's another thing to, for him to be struggling while Mike Matheny is trying to make him, he, you know, he, you're putting, you're using him in the spot of your best hitter. All right. The number three hitter or maybe the number four hitter should be your best hitter. And instead it's going to someone who is struggling. All right. Right now he does not deserve to be at this spot and it cost this team runs it really truly did Witt Jr. at number three cost this team runs because he grounded into a double play with the bases loaded and that's the bottom line that's that, that's what happened today that's 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 how it was meanwhile the next hitter Salvador Perez his next at bat like you know that inning ends all right next inning Salvi leads off. He hits a home run. The very next at-bat in the lineup, after Witt Jr. ends the inning, a home run. Am I saying that Salvi would have hit a grand slam if he was given that opportunity? No. Circumstances could have been different. I don't know if he was even facing this, or he. I don't know if he would have faced the same pitcher, but still, like, that's... That's the difference right there. All right. That's just what happened. You know, you, you got the number three guy grinding into double plays. Then your number four guy hit two home runs tonight. Yeah. I didn't even mention that. He hit two home runs. He had the home run right after, uh, leading off or when he led off right after Witt Jr. grounded out and then the end of the inning. And he had another one before that. So our actual best hitter is hitting solo home runs. Because our number three hitter isn't doing anything. He's not getting on base. He's getting double plays. It's just bad. And it's, it's costing this team runs. Again, we won. I'm not trying to be mad. All right. Because I'm not mad. Because we won. If it sounds like I'm mad, if it sounds like I'm, I'm frustrated, no. I'm just highlighting something because it's one game. Okay. So I'm sorry if, it, if I sound heated or whatever. Uh, it's all right. It's okay. You know, again, these things are forgivable. Like the, the lineup today, I would say is forgivable. I'm just saying this is a, this is the example of, of 
what needs to change and why. This is the example of why Nicky Lopez should be hitting at the top because he walked in a run. And this is an example of why Witt Jr. should be out of the top three or top four because he's not producing anything. Meanwhile, Salvi hits two home runs that only produce two runs. We, we, like, like, I think Salvi so far has only hit solo home runs this season. He has four home runs, and that's just four runs for him this season. It's like, come on. Come on, dude. We, we gotta get guys in front of him that, that can get on base, like Nicky Lopez. Hooray. And then Ben Intendi, he also had two hits today. So, like, like, this, uh, this lineup, this, this trio of Nicky Lopez, Salvador Perez, Ben Intendi, can really do something. You can really get something done with these three guys. In fact, maybe, honestly, who knows? Maybe you can say that th- these three guys should lead off. Maybe Nicky Lopez should be leading off. And then ben- Benintendi hits second. And then Salvi hits third. What do you do with Whit Merrifield? I don't know. <laughs> First of all, Whit Merrifield should hit better. I mean, I'm, I, I've been saying that Whit Merrifield will figure it out because he always does. He gets into a, a two-week slump and then he hits 350 or whatever. I think he'll get better. But still, it's like, <laughs> you, you know, I mean, just right now, Nicky Lopez, Salvador Perez, and Andrew Benintendi, this, these are your three best hitters. These are th- your three most reliable hitters that are constantly doing something, and they're not even hitting right next to each other. Instead, we got Witt Jr. in between them. It's like, come on, guys. Let's work with what we have right now before we try – it's like like – Event again, eventually Whit Jr. will be better, and I think you know this lineup will be better with him. And then you can do whatever you want with him. But right now, you can't just be putting him wherever you want because you think it'll work work itself out, like or let it work itself out, or wait for it to work itself out. You just have to work with what you have right now. What we have right now is three good hitters. Okay, and you need to capitalize on these three good hitters. Now, I understand I am kind of erasing someone. This is Hunter Dozier Erasure. Or sorry, this isn't... Uh, sorry, I don't know who Hunter Dozier is. Alex Gordon came back today. Alex Gordon came out of retirement and uh, played first base for the Royals today. And he hit a home run. Uh, way to go, Alex Gordon. Nice to see that he's still got... Of course, I'm talking about Hunter Dozier. Um, long story about that. But Hunter Dozier, the revenge tour is going strong. He, he did not just hit a home run. He just demolished something like he blasted something over the left field bullpen it was monstrous just a huge home run so good to see that we have four good hitters now all right so we can work with four good hitters and maybe even a fifth if you know we have cam gallagher starting i don't want like cam gallagher starting every day or something I don't want to. I don't want to get in over over my head about Cam Gallagher because I do, I do like him and I think he can be, you know, he's a good backup catcher. He's a great defensive catcher and you know at times he has shown that he can actually be a kind of okay hitter. Um, but so maybe it's not fair to say that Cam Gallagher is like a great hitter for this lineup. At least so far though, he's been all right. He's been very productive and he got a hit today. So good job to Cam Gallagher. But. Yeah, just that that's like my overall jumbled thoughts about this lineup. It's like, all right, good things happened with this lineup, but it could have also been a lot better. We did win four to three, but also the the game could have been seven to three. 
We could have won 7 to 3. My friend Stupid Gnomes made a prediction that we would win 7 to 3, and it didn't happen because Mike Matheny decided to bat, to, to bat Bobby Witt Jr. at number 3 instead of, <laughs> instead of having Salvi bat number 3, so we were robbed of a grand slam, quite possibly. Oh man, it is what it is. But also, the fact that we play in Coffin Stadium and, you know, some kind of fortunate things happened. Um, Carlos Hernandez only gave up three runs. And those are the only three runs given up today because, man, if there's anything that can actually, like, truly give me hope in this season for, I don't know, whatever it is, like a 500 season or something like that, if there's something that is just reliably good so far, it is this bullpen. Oh my god. I, I, I know I've been talking about the bullpen every single game. It's like every single, even in games that we lose, it's like, all right, this guy came up, he was great. This guy came up, he was great. This guy came up, he was great. But that's true. It's true. This bullpen is freaking nuts. This bullpen is nuts. And where did these guys even come from? Who are, who the hell is Colin Snyder? Where did we find him? Where is it? What, who? Who is who is this man? And why is he so good at his job? Where who where did they get Dylan Coleman? He didn't even pitch tonight, but shout out to Dylan Coleman. But oh my god, this bullpen locked down. Lock down. Doesn't matter if our starters only go four to or five innings. Just throw in all these bullpen arms and they'll take care of it. They'll get it done. Just, you know? Amir Garrett came in. Pitched, um, he pitched the rest of Hernandez's fifth inning, so we got two bouts in that, and then pitched the, the entire sixth inning. Fantastic! Nothing given up. Uh, he threw 37 pitches. Great job. Take a, take a couple days off. You earned it. Way to go, dude. Jake Brents, um, Jake Brents, I don't know what's going on with this dude. I feel like every outing he's had so far, he's given up two outs. Or he hasn't given up two outs. He's gotten two outs automatically, just instantly. And then after that, it's like walk, hit, walk, hit, walk, hit. Just like, just can't do anything else. I, I don't understand why that's happening and why this is happening repeatedly. But it was happening again tonight. He comes in, he gets two outs instantly. Looking fantastic. Third batter comes up. I think he walks him fourth batter comes up, he gives up a hit, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Just just get the third out. Um, but we didn't get to see the rest of him. I, I think I think um Matheny himself was aware of this. I think he was aware of what was going on and that this is like a recurring issue, so he relieves him early, brings in Colin Snyder, he finishes the the inning just gets an easy out, no harm done. Great, awesome. Scott Barlow comes in, pitches the eighth inning. Scott Barlow was perfect. I like I like having Scott Barlow out in the eighth if we're, you know, only winning by a run. I like just using your best reliever immediately, just when you when you need your best reliever immediately, instead of just waiting for a save situation or something like that. Especially because, you know, you have other relievers who can potentially close out the game. So so Barlow getting the eighth inning when we're still only up by a single run, you know, I love it. Great. Awesome. And he's perfect. Keeps the score as it is. Awesome. And then Josh Stalmont comes into the ninth, finishes the game out. Was looking a little bit shaky, maybe. Just didn't have his best command, didn't have his best stuff. He walked a guy, I think, on four pitches. 
but he still got a strikeout and he still got a couple the, the other two outs needed so no real harm done josh stamond gets the save fantastic just well done from this bullpen the only thing um that i would like to see from the bullpen is um i mean where's brady singer look i know i know maybe brady singer shouldn't be in this bullpen he should instead either be in the rotation or being or be in omaha maybe i guess um I mean, maybe you should send him to Omaha just so we could, you know, figure out the changeup or something like that. Um, I, I said at the beginning of the season, I don't dislike him being in the bullpen just so he can figure things out. However, I just disagree with the notion of him being in the bullpen and not pitching ever. The last time he pitched was last Sunday. Not the Sunday that just passed, the Sunday before that. It's been over a week since we've seen Brady Singer, and that was his one appearance. Like, he's he's pitched less, he's had less appearances than the starting rotation. I don't really understand that. Uh, So, you know, this is, it's like the Kyle Isbell problem. It's like, okay, maybe you, you don't see him as a long-term piece or whatever. Okay, I'm not here to argue that, but are have you just, like, completely given up on him? Why are we not seeing him at all? You, you've got, you, he, that, that still deserves a chance. Just come on, give him an outing, especially in a game like this where your starter's only giving up, or where your starter's only going four innings. I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess the defense were not, I mean, maybe it's not entirely fair to say Brady Singer should have been in, in the game today because it's like, the game was close. And I guess this is just Mike Matheny trying, kind of being a tryhard trying to win this game as much as possible. So, you know, use use all of the best relievers instead of uh, the guy who's still trying to figure his stuff out. I guess I can understand that, but still, I feel like we should maybe do a little better with Brady Singer or just send him to Omaha if you're, you know, going to have all these one in all these one run games, you know? Like if you if you're trying to be competitive, then Okay, maybe don't have a guy in your bullpen who's still just kind of figuring something out. Does that make sense? I don't know, man. What do I know? I'm just a guy on the internet with a microphone. I'm not a major league manager. Um, But that would be about it for today's game. Lots of things that could have been worse and things that could have been better. But at the end of the day, we won. So the Royals are now four and five, which is a much better record to look at than two and five. I mean, that was just miserable, that that whole losing streak. Now it looks like there is something kind of respectable going on in, in uh, with this team, with this roster only being four and five. You know, fine. All right. Great. You know, we're almost 500 again. Yay. Hopefully we can be 500 by uh the end of this twin series because i don't i don't have a lot of confidence in this twins roster to be completely honest with them and i've been hoping that the offense would come alive with um in this twin series because you know i've been saying we've been kind of having it rough with the pitching having to go against the guardians and the tigers pretty much back to back uh, like the only one game where I would say is like, yeah, we maybe should have done a little more is that Cardinals game. But the Twins this time, 
I mean, they're they're they do have they've had a bit of a hot start with their pitching with their rotation, but I don't I really don't believe in them. I don't think they're all all that great. Their 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 rotation is just uh newbies, you know, guys who've only been in the league for one two years, and then guys who are like you know uh Chris Archer and Dylan Bundy who are like you know they've been around for a while, but they're not particularly great. And we did see Chris Archer last night. And Chris Archer was not very good last night, so great. We did score on him a little bit. Uh, tonight's game for April 20th, nice, is going to be Daniel Lynch for us, which I'm excited about because Daniel Lynch yesterday, or not yesterday, his last start, his first start of the season was one where there was genuinely something to be optimistic about. He did have some pretty okay command. He he had some really good stuff and he was, you know, he was like the anti Carlos Hernandez where he's just, he, he actually is capable of missing bats. So I am hoping that, um, what we saw from him last time, getting all that strikeout stuff. I hope it will be, I hope it will translate into uh, a better game against this twins lineup, which I don't think is uh particularly, all that good and does seem to be a uh, pretty strikeout heavy to be honest uh, with guys like, I think they're still using Miguel Sano for some reason. Gary Sanchez is in this lineup. Gary Sanchez is, I, I never liked this guy. Carlos Correa is off to a pretty awful start. Never liked that guy either. So yeah, not, not a big fan of this twins lineup. Um, I would like to be, I would like to be vindicated about this. I don't want to have a bad game right after saying, Oh yeah, these guys suck. We can totally beat them. Daniel Lynch can totally get these guys. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I have no control over everything. I'm just kind of theorizing. I think this can be fine for us. But anyway, uh, the Twins are going to use Chris Paddock as their starter for today's game. Chris Paddock is a starting pitcher that they got from the Padres. They made a trade, I think, like right at the beginning of the season, like opening day, literally. Um, they uh, The Twins actually traded their closer, Taylor Rogers, for this guy, Chris Paddock, who you know, was someone who was expected to be in the Padres rotation, but just hasn't quite put it all together. He had a, he had a really good rookie season in 2019, had a really good debut, but since then it's just kind of trickled down worse. He's just been trending down last year. He had a 5.07 ERA after 22 starts. And so far this season, he's only made one start and it was not a good one. It was four innings three earned runs so yeah hopefully we can uh, get this offense going against a struggling MLB pitcher but knowing the Royals and you know how the Royals go knowing how the Royals do against struggling starting pitchers they'll you know go like over 20 today before finally getting a hit in this eighth inning or something like that uh, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens and we'll talk about it when it's, uh, all said and done. So, uh, that'll do it for today's episode of the Royal Deluxe podcast. I would love to hear from you at Royal Deluxe pod on Twitter or Royal Deluxe podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day. And I hope you're having a good one. I'm Lux. Go Royals.